Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Dark Sean. This is Thomas, who is anxiously waiting for Street Fighter VI and Mason Combat. And we played... universe how you guys doing this is gonna be interesting because a lot of a lot of the times when we play fighting games there isn't really much to talk about is it safe to say that this one gameplay wise has the least to talk about and yeah, no. the most <laughs> and the most to talk about behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes yeah. yeah uh and i think that's kind of why this game was chosen uh is because We'll get it out here, right here. It's not a good game. It's not the egregious mess that some people try to make it out to be. Yeah. But it is absolutely not a good game. <laughs> uh, you're thinking about it a lot deeper than I did. Because uh, this is my game. I picked it because, no shit, my mentality was, well, I ended last season on a crossover fighting game. Might as well start this one on it. <laughs> you did so, a good crossover fighting game the last time, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was Street Fighter Cross checking. That's right. Yes, but, so. Also, our unintentional theme of this season that seems to be crossovers. Yeah. Uh, and so... I wasn't really expecting that. No, it really wasn't intentional, but uh, I kind of like it. Uh, yeah. I like a good... I like a crossover. So. Same. And uh, this this comes out at a weird time. It came out in 2008 mm-hmm. when kind of the DC universe was at its lowest point, at least in pop culture. I mean, the comics were coming out with some really good stuff. Uh, the Dark Knight had just come out. Uh, yeah, yeah but, I was going to say, this would have been like during the Nolan yeah, era. But so. other, Everything else was uh, kind of was non-existent. Gonna, I was going to say, other than that, there were like no TV shows except Batman the Brave and the Bold, which started this year, but mm-hmm. still wasn't like the big success it would become. And it's also like vastly different than than like any other Batman show that had come yeah before or arguably after yeah um and the last movie before the Dark Knight was Superman Returns mm-hmm. which say what you will about it critics did not love it no. and it didn't make that big of a box office return and yeah it, so. it, it was mostly a box office failure and they're also, like, the animated movies were starting to come out in full force at this point. Yes. They are starting to begin. So there was some little bit of cultural impact. But that's even, like, even even today, that's still pretty niche. Yeah, it, it, it's still they a don't small... really get They don't get the attention that the, mm-hmm. the big... It's the big not a, do. like, big theatrical release, say, like, they would, things like Teen Titans Go would get. The Go yeah, movies got yeah, a that's theatrical right. Release. So DC was in kind of a weird spot, and uh, the video game license was owned by Midway at the time. Who was also in not a great spot. In yeah. fact, they were in a much, much worse spot. They were, I believe, $250 million in debt. 
Good and night. they needed something, anything to be a success. Because their first game of the PS3 era was the John Woo game Stranglehold. A game that honestly has gained a good bit of a cult following, did not do a lot of numbers. Yes. So, so that this is that's an interesting combination where you have you have one franchise that's DC that's not in the best place in, in the in the pop culture zeitgeist. You got Mortal Kombat, which hadn't really put out a a great game in a while, and they were in a bad place. And then you had Midway that was in a bad place financially, and you're mixing it all together. It's a yeah. There, the, there's nowhere to go but up from here. And unfortunately, they went down. <laughs> somehow, somehow the bar was low. They went even lower. <laughs> somehow the bar was lower. Instead of going over it, they tripped on it. <laughs> yeah, it it. It tripped and fell into the pit of non-existence. And we, we've talked yeah. about a lot of games where we've said it's not 100% the developer's fault that it all went downhill. And I, I think there is absolutely, there are extenuating circumstances that caused this game to be bad. It's not entirely the developer, like, but it is a lot of, oh, we are in a bad position. We need something big and we don't have the time to really do what our goals here are. Yeah, because at this point, Ed Boon had uh, discovered, I guess, Gears of War. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is it. This is what I want Mortal Kombat to be. Uh, so he was like, so we, we got the Unreal 3 engine. We're going to go. We're going to make this brutal, hardcore, like, rebuild it from the ground up Mortal Kombat game. It was going to be a reboot. It was going to be a reboot of the franchise. However, uh, Midway came in and was like, hmm, you see, the Mortal Kombat games had done well. Like, each one had sold, I think, about a million copies, which isn't bad, but they needed, like I said, something fucking huge. Mm-hmm. So they were like, hmm, well, we have the Mortal Kombat license, and we have this DC license, so let's smash, smash them together. together. Exactly. It, it, it almost seems like their original intent was to make what uh, Mortal Kombat 9 would end up being. Mm-hmm. Which is a far better game than this. Yes. It is I, don't think it, I don't think it's a stretch so to say. It. It's not a competition. Because <laughs> it's, it's weird because Ed Boon made that initial announcement. That like, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're going to do this new gritty, hardcore, bloody as fuck uh, Mortal Kombat game. As opposed to all the other ones. Um, and then like months and months went by without a hint. Like to the point where concept art, you, like you look up Mortal Kombat 8 concept art and it looks really cool. But it was only released in 2008 after this game came out. So like nothing really came of it. Uh, and then like a couple months later, everyone went up to the microphone and was like, Hey, yeah, so we're going in a new direction. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, this game being forced into a T rating because of the DC license, you would think Mortal Kombat could potentially exist without the incredible violence, but whatever we got here at times doesn't feel Mortal Kombat. And it's not just... I, I don't think it's just because of the overtop violence. It Because you can do things in a way that feel still really cool without being violent but it feels like it's like they wanted to do the violence and they just kind of cut that out <laughs> it's not and it's not only like 
how the it's not only like trying to get Mortal Kombat to work without violence. Is there any reason they couldn't have gotten DC to work with extra violence? I don't um, know. Well, to be blunt, DC, especially at that point, they were trying to retain their more kid-friendly image mm-hmm. as opposed to like nowadays. And obviously, they went up and it's like, hey, uh, can we have Superman get his fucking spine ripped out by Sub-Zero? And DC was like, no. <laughs> no, you cannot. So it was like, well, shit. And I i mean, I'll be perfectly honest. I think the reason a PG-13 Mortal Kombat works in other places, the 95 movie, mm-hmm. and not here is because it's framed like they're still doing the exactly. violence. It feels like just like they're like, it's going to be just as violent, but we're just going to cut it out. Like yeah. just cut in there instead of like actually reframing it as a T-rated game. It feels like it's an M-rated game, but the blood has been censored. It feels like a, it feels like a Mortal Kombat game that was uh, developed in Australia. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, I really just think that and there is an element of I don't love the DC universe, especially these characters being crossed over into a hyper violent world like Mortal Kombat. I, you know, I still do kind of look more as like Batman is for kids. You know, that is an important thing. So like, I get why they would want it, but this game doesn't try to reframe it as a kids game. It's just a mature game that got cut down for teen viewers is batman for kids though yes I, he can be i'll agree bat- with you on that but i don't think like bat batman is for everyone superman's for everyone mm-hmm. superheroes are for everyone yes yeah like, but it is important to remember that the creators of batman superman all those did create them with the intentions and have gone on record multiple times going and saying batman is for kids like that fair. was the goal now that, that as, as people grew up they have embodied superheroes and, and sort and of aged with, age the with them the problem at times is then that we then try to make the superheroes age with us instead of just being, okay, yeah, it's cool. I'm enjoying Batman. It, it, but we're like, oh, no, Batman has to get edgy and kill people because I'm now 15 and I want to be, like, edgy and kill people. Like, that's, that's the problem that comes with a lot of sometimes uh, uh, missteps in some of the superhero media. At least I feel a lot of times the R-rated media. And when... R-rated uh, uh, of characters we know works. A lot of times it's because they've stripped all the iconography away. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best example that I think, and I know Thomas doesn't necessarily love this movie, but Logan uh, gets the R rating, but how they get a lot of that is because they've stripped all of the iconography away at that point. Just throw me under the bus. <laughs> I know. Yeah, one of the most critically acclaimed superhero movies of last year. This guy doesn't like it. <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't... I am not of the bow to the altar of Logan crowd, mm-hmm. but I also... I have... I have shit tastes. So <laughs> make of that what you will. No, so It's perfectly fair. What it, what it kind of seems like to me is that the addition of DC is what really gutted this game. It, it kind of does feel like that. Um, no, no pun intended. I do think, and then we were when we were playing it. I was I, I did spend a little bit of time talking about how if you're going to cross over DC in any of the mainline fighting game universes, Mortal Kombat does fit the best because you can explain away any differences in power with just oh yeah, magic, 
That's fair. Like, yeah. But I, but I kind, I kind of feel like there's an element to that in like Street Fighter. A little bit. Street Fighter well, is a it, little more anime. I was though. gonna say the the thing with Street Fighter is that it's very much kind of that anime thing where it's not magic, it's key. Like, mm-hmm. Ryu is not blasting an actual fireball. It is a harness power of his key. Yeah. Meanwhile, when Liu Kang fires a fireball here, it's like, no, that's motherfucking magic. He's actually made so, a fireball because it's magic. So, like, I I really think that... I, I mean, look, if we're being... If we're dreaming here, God, it would be hilarious to get Tekken cross DC Universe mm-hmm. because the amount of absurd sci-fi fantasy bullshit in that series Mm -hmm. could lean itself more plus come on it would be kind of cool yeah we know one would stomp the other but in a fighting game it would be kind of cool to see devil kazuya versus superman yeah and i mean there is a level of suspending belief you know from these fictional universes and just like yeah they're they're gonna fight each other uh but i do think the violent aspect of it I get why the DC wanted a T rating. I just think from the development standpoint, they weren't able to actually bring you a T rated Mortal Kombat that was good. Uh, well, and well, we did, we did get the good T rated Mortal Kombat later. It was called Injustice. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and that I have a lot of problems with Injustice, but gameplay that is a that is a whole other can of worms. I was yeah. say, that's a whole other can of worms. I'm not just we're that, not really going to touch Injustice today, other than. The reason that they forced this game out in a lot of ways was to maintain a license so they could make Injustice in the future. <laughs> because there was at least tentative plans. Like, there was the early storyboarding work for Injustice. It would be five years later before Injustice would come out, but... Yeah. Uh, and it, there would be a Mortal Kombat in between because the reboot came out in 11, right? Yeah, Mortal Kombat 9 was 2011. So, Which, this game is canonical, mm-hmm. by the way. This, oh. game, this game is canonical to the Mortal Kombat universe. I thought it all got reset in 9. Uh, yes and no. The thing is, in Mortal Kombat 11, they do a Crisis on Infinite Earths thing. Where there's just so many uh, universes. And at one point in that story mode, Raiden and Liu Kang's... Raiden, my bad. And Liu Kang start fighting. Confused with the fucking Metal Gear Solid character there for a second. Uh... And they always fight. In every timeline, they always fight. And Raiden realizes this. He sees into several timelines, and he's like, this has always happened. We have always fought. And in one of those timelines, it's fucking Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. (laughs) So it's like, so this game is canonical. It is officially Mortal Kombat 8. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) the... I think... We can we can kind of wrap up the behind the scenes a little bit here. Yes, uh, I, wanna, I, wanna, I do want to hear more about with this. it. But like the the thing is like yeah, Midway filed for bankruptcy right before <laughs> it was their last project before filing for bankruptcy. So like, which is it's kind of crazy to me to think that like Midway as a company was even managed to last as long as it did because. Like, when I think Midway, I think Arcade. Yeah. That is where Midway lives, and as the de- as the decline of Arcade popularity kind of went, it's kind of surprised that Midway was able to hold on for as long as well, it did. Well, they had some really strong licenses. Mortal Kombat, obviously. Didn't they do the Turok games? 
uh, I believe so. Right? I believe they had at least the early license on Turok. And obviously, you know, they could they had a good mention of things like we, we played uh Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. I was like the boat yeah, game. Yeah, that's right. Hydro Thunder. But that, know, even that struck NF- arcade. Yeah, the NFL Blitz games, things like that. They had uh, some more sports license that they could hang on because they had good licenses. Mm. Even if a lot of the games, especially as we get into the mid-2000s, were really starting to fade <laughs> quality-wise. So say NFL Blitz, uh, all those games started like disappearing on mm-hmm. the map, basically. And soon Midway was just trying to get anything. So Midway would end up going the way of the Acclaim. So no, I, I think Acclaim did Turok. Oh, was it Acclaim that did Turok? I yeah, it's Acclaim. Okay. That did Turok. I think you're right. I think. Oh, okay. So this game, they've released it, and worlds are colliding together, universes are fusing together. They explain stuff away with magic really easily, and I think the first thing that we noticed while playing this game was, huh. It's not a bad roster, but, huh, it's just kind of weird. It, it's kind of I, I I said this when I especially on the DC side. I said this when I when I, I looked at, I looked at the roster on the DC side and I went, it's kind of weak. Yeah, and they, we we didn't unlock the two unlockable characters, so there there oh, are oh I didn't know uh, that. yes Dark Side is unlockable and Shao Kahn. Yeah, it's Dark Side oh, okay. and Shao Kahn. So and there the was, two boss characters. So. There was supposed to be. Uh, DLC as well that included Harley Quinn, but those it, all got canceled. It was Harley Quinn, Dark Side, uh, Kung Lao, and one Quan more Quan Chi. Oh, and uh, Doomsday, not Dark Side. Doomsday, right? My bad. Yeah, Doomsday. Yeah, yeah. So they had they had, they had some DLC planned. Nothing amazing, but uh, it just. The roster just feels a little weird. Like they, 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 they got the base characters that you expect to be there: Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, the Flash, and the Flash. Yeah, they got the characters that you expect. They got a couple stragglers out there, like pretty much every all of the villain characters that they have, and Captain Marvel, and guys like. And then there's like, and then it's that's it. Yeah, it's like where where the this this is a game that would have benefited from doing like what Mortal Kombat, uh, not Mortal Kombat. Uh, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 did, which had, like, some really out-there char- mm-hmm. characters like MODOK and guy Like, this this game would have would have be- benefited from some from throwing in some, like, out-there characters. Uh, even, even on the Mortal Kombat side, they could have done it. They could have brought back MoCap. Whatever happened to MoCap? We need to bring back MoCap. <laughs> MoCap died with everyone else. Oh, man. Because at the end of Mortal Kombat Armageddon, literally the ending of that game is everyone dies. Well, give give someone else the mocap suit. They can become mocap. Anybody yeah. can be mocap. <laughs> I could be mocap. How about no? <laughs> I think this is mocap slander, and I will not stand for it. I well, think... too bad you're gonna fucking have to. <laughs> uh, uh, no, in in all honesty, I mean the the roster is twenty characters, mm-hmm. not including the two unlockables. It's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's not huge, especially for fighting game standards in two thousand eight. But it's it's fine. It's like decent. Tekken Tekken five. I believe it come out by that point, and that had like mm-hmm. a shitload of characters. So well, um, compare it to, and I know this game came out years later, but compare it to our last, you know, crossover game that you chose when we did uh, Street Fighter X Tekken. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and how big that roster was. Yeah, and how cool it was, and so like. You and you know you mentioned Marvel vs. Capcom and like you usually think those crossover games are going to have massive rosters because you're going to get a lot you know the majority of characters from both. 
Yeah, because that's not the case in this game. It's, 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 I mean, for God's sake, Marvel vs. Capcom two had come out in ninety something, and look at the roster of mm-hmm. that game. Jesus Christ! Even if a lot of them are repeats, why do we need Bone Claw Wolverine separated from other Wolverine, from like regular Wolverine? The thing is, this game was rushed. Yes. Yeah. So that's div- probably why. And I, I guess. Captain Marvel is supposed to be the out there character. Yeah. Because he hadn't been in a lot. And not Marvel, Captain Marvel, fucking uh, Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. So. And maybe Deathstroke. We kind of tried to figure out, like, Deathstroke is kind of a weird one, but Thomas said that, you know, well, Teen Titans had just ended. Uh, so maybe that's kind of why that inclusion was in there. Maybe because they just were looking for a character with a sword. Maybe. That might be yeah. legitimately like... Something, we, that, something to counter... Um, like Baraka. Baraka, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so finding... Because while the characters are unique enough in gameplay, there is a lot of just reskin feeling sometimes with the characters. And you know, speaking of skins, funny thing about this game that I noticed, uh, you know, other other fighting games that, uh, have, that put in something called um, effort, uh, they at least... Go through the effort to give the if you're if you're playing as the same if you're fighting against the same character giving the other character a different skin to differentiate. Mm-hmm. This game doesn't even do that. Nope. No. It did not there, care when they. I feel, I feel like there was no care given to this game. I and that's uh, an heavily disagree. Heavily disagree. But... I think there was a lot of care. I think unfortunately, the care got pushed to the side because of the rush. Yeah, and again, okay, that's, this that's, was... It's less care and more, we have to get this game out. Yeah, this yeah, this yeah, was a two-year right. development cycle. During that time, during that time, they were working on Mortal Kombat 8. That was scrapped. And again, uh, they were working on a brand new system with a brand new engine. Mm-hmm. What all did this come out on? Because it was PS... Because PS3, PS3 is the version that we played on. It was PS3, Xbox 360, yeah. and I believe that's it. Yeah, it would just I be I think there was two. a PC version. Maybe. Uh, I let could me be wrong. double check. I didn't see one. Because well, because the reason I bring that up is because um, develop developing games for oh, did you just PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty? Just pay, oh, okay. Developing games for both of these consoles at the same time, but specifically for the PS Three at the time was incredibly difficult mm-hmm. because yes. the the. The like no nobody knew how to work with the technology technology that was in the like it was it was it was ahead of its time yes mm-hmm. but nobody knew how to use it it was like trying to develop for the Wii almost you just didn't know how mm-hmm. to utilize it to its full potential and when you're when you're dealing with like you said you're developing for an entirely new console that nobody knows how to develop for and you won't only and you've only got two years to do it. It's going to look a little rough around the while, edges. Also and while using an engine they never used before. While using an engine they never... And also... The odds were stacked against them is yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, and Mason's absolutely right. Without difficulty, PS3 is to work with. Look up the amount of canceled PS3 games. <laughs> it is ridiculous. So many. So many. And because studios uh, would get an idea, they'd get a developer, and the developer would be like, Nah, we ain't able to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and many of them I am still bitter about, so I really wanted that Dirty Harry game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's just a whole can of worms. So no, I don't think this game had no effort. It's just the odds were stacked against them. Yeah, and so. when you get into the mechanics of the game, before you even start the fight, 
you not only don't have multiple skins, but you have really ugly models. Like yeah, the models are. I think good. the costumes are actually pretty good. I like the costumes, but the models they are on are just. There's just something. I'm not gonna say uncanny valley about them, but there's just something un weird about the everything about them, like the movement, the way they look. It's just they like all, they, something's just slightly off. They almost feel like unfinished. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. Like the the way I described it when when uh, when I was playing it was that it looks like it looks like a very early demo for Mortal Kombat Nine. Yeah, and which came out for the same consoles yes right yes. and three, look, years, three and years, years later so much better well when yeah. you had five years of development you know <laughs> uh, yeah I was exactly. gonna say when you get also and you're not being coming out for a bankrupt studio that yeah too. who's just trying to get this game out yeah that the two-year development cycle guess how long the advertising cycle was for this game uh non-existent I it think. was 10 months wow it was not even less than that i believe it was announced at april it was mm-hmm. announced in April. The full roster was revealed in September. The game released in November. So wow! So that no, there was like no time to drum up any hype, and not at this point, especially because in two thousand eight there was a bunch of stuff coming out. So and so, like for God's sake, other things that were released in two thousand eight starts with Crisis. So oh, re- man. Also remember, and I brought this up. Was that was we 2008 or 2007? God damn it. I got this it. game was actually then repackaged with the PS3 a lot. There were a lot wow. of PS3 bundles that were packaged in it. They were just I, like, we don't, we're trying to get rid of stock bundle with it. You're right. I bought, because I, I, how I got my version of this game is when I bought my PS3, I got Arkham Asylum, Mortal Kombat vs. DC, and the Dark Knight Blu-ray all in a package. So you just got the Batman bundle. A funny thing also, kind of just... Uh, funny little uh, detail uh my ps3 came with the god of war collection and little big planet fantastic <laughs> um it's a bundle. before we jump fully into the gameplay i'm gonna step back just real quick and just say the surprising thing about this is critics did not hate this game i mean it, the like game- like i'm talking like not just like oh it's a fine game it's average score is an eight out of ten Really? What? Yes. That is entirely too high. Like, Game Informer gave it an 8.5 out of 10. The, the Game only... Pro gave it a 4 out of 5. GameSpot gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Game Trailers gave it a 7.4. The, the, uh, the only reason that I can think of for why the critic scores would be this high is, and Thomas, you could probably answer this, when was the last good Mortal Kombat game before this one? Uh, in terms of how the critics received it? Uh... Probably Deadly Alliance. Would this Maybe be... Maybe even not Deadly Alliance. It would have been a while. Because this game isn't so. particularly good, but it is playable. It's competent. And, and, when, ma- and the when 3D you've been... Mortal Kombat's hadn't been particularly competent. And when, you, and when you get to the point when you've had so many incompetent games that you get one like this that functions at the very least, critics are going to probably be... Well, functions I, I, more than the other. They're probably going to be like, it's the greatest thing we've had okay, in a while. So Thomas will disagree I, here. <laughs> I haven't played all the 3D Mortal Kombat games, but the thing I do agree with, Mason Icewin was the last uh, good Mortal Kombat game. Actually, not that uh, far. The problem is the game right before this was Mortal Kombat Armageddon, yep. which nobody liked. Mm-hmm. 
It had way too big a roster, way too clunky controls. A Wii version, by the way. That was fun. <laughs> and which we're definitely going to play. God damn it! Uh, create a create a create a character, customize a character, or whatever. Which is a cool idea. Didn't end up doing a lot. And create a fatality. <laughs> it's bad. It controls bad. It's clunky. It's just yeah. Armageddon is not a good game. So after that, yeah, the critics were probably lighter on this game. Which is weird because the fans weren't. Because I remember the mm-hmm. fans did not like this game. I can imagine. It, it didn't sell imagine. a critic very... I mean, it sold fine because, again, it's Mortal Kombat in DC. You're going to get a pretty good start, but like... Probably yeah. didn't do like at near as well. No, it sold approximately 1.5 million copies. It's which pretty damn decent, but not it's, like... it's. Yeah, it's decent, but it was also what Mortal Kombat was doing. It was average for Mortal Kombat, and, and this so was a game that was that they needed to midway. Blast yeah, here's the thing: midway when it got through it, uh, it sold 1.9 million units in its first year, which made it Midway's most successful game in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and they still went out under after it, it came out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's like I also, said, 250 million in debt. <laughs> I believe it still right. holds this. I could be wrong uh, there, but it holds the record of the most pre-ordered in in the Mortal Kombat franchise. Really? Wow! Hmm. Even like today, with like uh, actually good Mortal Kombat games coming out. <laughs> this was according to Wired.com, so I'm just gonna you know I don't know 100. percent And then according to uh, or in a ranking by Rin. Rin track the Xbox 360 version is the most sixth most rented game of 2009. Wow. So there may be an element of as rental stores still existed, there were tons of this that you know. Oh yeah, this store has 15 copies of it that have been purchased. You know things like that because they're renting it out so much <laughs> that influences. This, this this definitely feels like the type of game that uh, when it came out, I would have. If my parents would have let me play it, which probably not, uh, would have been like, oh yeah, I'll rent that for a weekend and mm-hmm. give it back. That's probably not a game I would buy. And my experience with my first playthrough ever with it was literally just a night with friends with a couple of beers, just being like, yeah, let's play through Mortal Kombat vs. DC. And that, yeah, that was kind of like mine, but minus the beers, because yes. I was a child. You still but, are. Right. Well, I, well, I was, I was, <laughs> I was, more I was of a further child. under drinking age than I am now. We'll put it that way. Fair enough. But... It is interesting as we go into the talking about the gameplay here that it was kind of praised at the at the time. So with that, <laughs> let's shut up the gameplay. No, let's I'm let's talk about uh, let's talk about this fighting game because we're coming off of uh, two straight fighting games played uh, in Def Jam and Gundam. One being more of a wrestling, one being more of a traditional arcade fighter, which we liked both of those a lot. So to step into this game immediately, there is that for me going into it. I'm like, oh, this is a bit of a dip in quality. I, I think, <laughs> feel feel free to correct me on this because I don't quite remember everything everything we've played off the top of my head. I know, hor- horrible of me. But is it safe to say that this is the worst fighting game we've ever played? Depends mm. what you classify Marvel Nemesis. Oh, yeah. I uh, well, also, even... I would probably say this is a bit. Be- well, I would play Yu Yu Hakusho before it because I'm, oh. I'm that sort of person. No, this game is better than Yu Yu Hakusho in terms of the fighting. I forgot mechanics. about you. Okay, so it's the second. 
And I also, you know, depending on your, you know, again, Budokai is something that I hold near and dear. It's also not a great fighting game. So, like, I'll play this before Budokai, mm -hmm. but I am that kind of person. Yeah, so, like, that, it depends on what level it is. But, yeah, it is in the lower bit of it because we have played for the most part, pretty good fighting games when we play fighting games. And, like, even, even, even bringing up Imperfects, like, whether you qualify it as a fighting game or not, I at least had fun playing that game. This game, I felt nothing. I That's felt fair. nothing play. This feels like the most... I, 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 I know I incorrectly said that there wasn't any, like, heart into this game. That being said, though, still, playing this game, it still feels like the most soulless, cash-grabby type experience Some of the fighting ever. does... And I know uh, when Thomas and I were initially fighting and playing, some of the just like the classic like Mortal Kombat controls aren't even here. <laughs> no, uh, for example, in a lot of games, uh, Scorpion, and maybe I'm just confusing the modern controls with what they used to be, so this could be my mistake, but Scorpion's control, the spear, for example, is usually uh, forward, back, square, back, forward, square, something like that. Here, it's back, back, square. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't sound like a big change, but just negating these small little controls. It's and it's just like, the, why? What is the point? What is the point? What is the purpose? And for a game about superheroes, fighting game with superheroes, they get kind of the power feel. Like when Superman punches a character, you do feel like, oh yeah, that's powerful. But there is, it is the game moves slow at times. The game moves really slow, slow. You know, you and know I'm what? like. That kind of, I want to play, like, I don't need super fast-paced, but, like, I think, unlike Gundam last week, when it it was slow at first, but once you start playing, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I feel it. I never, like, ever felt like the speed matched there. I always like, yeah, this still feels kind of slow. You know, you know what playing this game felt like to me? And I know this is going to be a kind of an out-there out comparison, but bear with, bear with me on this. Play, the, playing this game, it feels like the developers were being explained, like they, ne like it feels like the developers didn't know what a Mortal Kombat game was, and they were being explained what a the, the way that they were being explained what a Mortal Kombat game was was uh, by a fax machine that was running out of ink. That's what this game feels like. <laughs> and I think that you know you can, while it's a very weird analogy, you can almost say that from the the fact that there's a struggle with the development time and how short it they had, that, yeah, it could easily say, like, hey, whatever they're doing wasn't fully done. It needed two or three more passes over to, to, to tighten yeah. things up. And that's, I think, the biggest flaw of this game is that everything just kind of feels not incomplete because it's playable, but, like, it's not a, refined. It's a first draft. Mm -hmm. It is a first draft yeah. of a Mortal Kombat game. I think Sean said it best when he said, like, another year mm -hmm. in development, maybe, and this could have actually been something pretty solid. But the problem is it's just not, so it didn't get that year. So. Yeah. And while we didn't spend any time playing the one player, Thomas and I have both played it before. <laughs> so. I was going to say, I played the one player mm -hmm. uh, a while ago, and I played it a little bit today. Yeah. It's, like, I know they're trying to go for, like, the movie feel of the cinematics, and some of this is also, we're talking about a game 15 years old uh, on a system that they didn't quite know how they were developing on. So I understand there are some qualifiers to this. The cinematics really suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I went and watched the, a few of them on YouTube before I came over here. Uh, they just I, listen, listen, I know I, I, I want to take a moment here to, uh, to make an, uh, a very public apology. Um, 
to the developers of Sonic Adventure 2. Um, I made a continuous and repetitive lapse in my judgment, and I may have said that Sonic Adventure 2 has the worst uh, cutscenes I had ever seen in a video game. I would like to formally apologize and say that it's not true. It is this game. <laughs> I think that when Mason said that in the SA2 episode, I think we're just like, Mason, you need to play more games. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think literally all of us disagreed. I still disagree with this. Yes. It's not the worst. It's just... It's just... It's it's the game itself, ironically. Mm-hmm. The cutscene... Cutscenes? <laughs> oh. The klutzy. Oh, the klutzy oh, scenes. The klutzy scenes, exactly. They are pretty klutzy. Yeah, they're clunky. Mm-hmm. The cutscenes feel clunky. And it's... that's kind of my problem with a lot of NetherRealm cutscenes, especially in the beginning. Like, if you watch the Mortal Kombat 9 and the Injustice 1 cutscenes, they're kind of clunky. Mm-hmm. But the difference is in that game, in those games, the writing usually does make up for it, even if I do think Injustice's writing is a little lacking in areas. Yeah. But Mortal Kombat 9, especially. I think the writing does make up for it. And I know a lot of people disagree with that. I know a lot of people dislike the Mortal Kombat 9 story mode. It is my personal favorite of the new Mortal Kombat trilogy in terms of story modes, but there are problems with it. The, But these, if it's like Mason said, it feels like a rough draft. Like it feels like this is what they wanted to do and they would go on to do. Because the sword mode is very similar in structure to NetherRealm Studios story mm-hmm. modes. You know, one chapter with this character, one chapter with this character, etc. This, this feels like I've, I've, I've heard other games described this way, and I feel like it, it definitely fits for this game. It feels like the, uh, the developers went to like the heads of Midway and showed them the game, and they were like, wow, this is a really interesting tech demo. I can't wait to see how this gets fleshed out. And the developers went, uh, this came out yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) We're bankrupt, and we need it out tomorrow. Otherwise, a lot of people are going to not have money. (laughs) Yeah. And even then, when it became the most successful game they'd had in years, a lot of people still lost money. (laughs) Yeah. It, I think also, and this may be factors into why the cutscenes maybe feel clunky the voice acting is not good in this game nah. and most of the voice actors that they used didn't do much afterwards well most of them were just like guys they picked up on the street they, they were a lot of lo- there was a See, lot of the intern getting coffee hey you wanted to be hey you want to be luke kang uh sure and so like that does take out of it whereas say like injustice for example even though i Again, I'm not a big Injustice fan. I don't really like the writing or the story very much. But because you have really good voice actors acting it, you can get away with more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have Kevin Conroy saying, uh, you know, some dumb things, well, oh, well, I, I, I'm it's enjoying Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Conroy. And that's missing in this game. It, I, could, I could listen to Kevin Conroy read me the B-movie uh, script and it would be okay. I Just some... Just imagining Kevin Conroy, I mean R.I.P., but uh, just imagine Kevin Conroy reading the phone book or some shit. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Just invested, like... Yeah, and, yeah exactly. and so that does, I think, hurt the experience it, of the game for me. It, and also just, we know I noticed this in the, when we were fighting, it's just a lot of, like, the voice work in the battles is just 
quieted. It's like they turned down the 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 the, the voice work uh, yeah. volume. Yeah. Like sound mixing's weird. It like, is I, weirdly mixed. Like I think me and Sean, me and John, both times that he said this, we missed Scorpion's famous "Get Over Here," mm-hmm. and that feels like every, a crime. I was gonna say in every Mortal Kombat game that is booming. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. it feels like that is a crime to not have that come through. <laughs> So the that kind of makes why the the one player experience isn't the best. Then just the fighting mechanics of the game, it feels in a lot of ways like Mortal Kombat, but like something slightly missing in the combat. And I'm not good at Mortal Kombat combat, so I'm not going to pretend like, oh, Mortal I'm an Mortal expert. Mortal Kombat at, combat, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat squared. <laughs> but it just feels very. It feels very button mashy at times, like yeah. some like, it, and none of the special moves are that hard. You look at the move list, and you're like, oh yeah, these aren't really that hard to pull off. But I could also just rapidly hit square and punch you on top of the head a lot. And if you're not blocking or not using being able to move particularly well, or your character is slower, I can get away with it way too easily. And again, I am fully love button mashing and fighting games because I'm bad at fighting games. So like, it's not going to take away experience, but also for gameplay, it does make it for probably a worse game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, yeah, I didn't really notice anything like that because that's just how I play fighting games is button mashing, but, Surrounded by fucking insects. <laughs> no, I, I'll be honest. I am not. I love fighting games with all my heart. I am shit at them. Thomas so bringing I, out his inner scar. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> uh, no, I, I could not say that as flamboyantly as Jeremy Irons. No one could say that. As <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's... I'm not great at fighting games, so I'm not going to say I don't button mash. I fall to it occasionally, but... And also, sometimes the mechanics of this game... Okay. Sometimes the block just doesn't fucking work. Mm -hmm. Like, specifically, I was playing with Sean, and I think Sean was Flash or something, and I forget who I was. But there was this attack where, you know, uh, he... No, he was Deathstroke, because he had a sword, I remember. And he swipes up in an uppercut, and it just cuts through my block. And I'm like... Okay, that makes sense. And then I blocked the, with and Batman. Then, and I was going to say, the then you move. did the exact same goddamn thing. And I was like, motherfuck. <laughs> and it worked. Um, to kind of piggyback off of the incomplete feeling, there's some really cool ideas in this game that just are more in, aren't executed great. Like, there is falling combat, which is really cool. And it looks cool at times. Gameplay mechanic-wise, though, me having to guess your button to try to stop it, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weak. So, and there's way too many mini games, sort of like, oh, I throw them into it. Now I need to hit the right button combo, or I'm going through the walls. We need to smash buttons hard to see who, you know, make those type of things a little more complicated and just reward you for pulling off a complicated move than being like, hey, you did something. Now you have to play a mini game to make sure it works, yeah. or just make it like short and sweet mm-hmm. and like not. Like, do what um, the Injustice games did with the Clash thing. What, yeah, um, whatever. Like, I can't remember what it's I called. Think but it's a, I think you're right. It mm-hmm. is just called Clash. But yeah, but that something like that. It's short. It's mm-hmm. There's not a lot of... It's not really that complex. And it's out of the way really quickly. And it's not taking up 
the it, it's not getting in the way of the game, really. Meanwhile, this, it feels like the majority of the fights boil down to these button-mashing minigames. So. Which, I think, really, we can summarize the game best in this way. It's really a proto-Mortal Kombat 11. Or not Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 2011. That's what I was, <laughs> was going to say. The Mortal reboot. Kombat 9. But yeah, yeah, more, yeah, the 2011 reboot and Injustice. What this game does is it sets the groundwork for what they're going to use for those two games. Because those games got development, a lot of these issues get ironed out in those games. Exactly. And so, like, that's just the biggest thing about this game is it just, it feels like, Mason said it really well, it feels kind of like a tech demo for these ga- those future games. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. And on this podcast, we like to ask two important questions of each game that we play. The first one is, how does this game hold up? It's clunky. I think we've described this a couple times. It's just, it's very clunky. And it sort of gets to the point where it... (laughs) This doesn't hold up the worst out of all the games we've played. Not by a country mile. Not even close. My brother in Christ, last season we played Phantom Menace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or a uh, couple of other games. Yeah, I'm, I'm not about to say that this game doesn't hold up. it's playable. It's absolutely playable. But the thing is, is is this the newest game that we've played? No. No. That's Go Vacation came off afterwards. Oh, that's say. right. That's right. Which I'd play this before that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> this Street Fighter Cross Tekken is probably still oh, Okay, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But like, this is one of the newer games that we've played. And yet, a lot of the older games that we've played look better. It, and even if they don't look better, they're still more fun. It would fun. have come out yeah. around the same time as G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, I think, would have been after. Oh, yeah, G.I. Joe was 2009. Because we played three PS3 the... games. WWE, Mortal Kombat DC, and G.I. Joe. So, to, so to, to, to pretty much answer the question, I think if it was better gameplay-wise, I wouldn't be bothered by the visuals that much, and I mm-hmm. would have said this game holds up fine. Yeah. As it is with the way the controls are... Mixed with the visuals, I'm like it. It's yeah. I think it somehow looked. It somehow it was somehow dated for the time. If something specifically had stuck out, I think it holds up better. So like, let's say it, none of it played, but God, that soundtrack was banging. Or oh my gosh, the visuals were cool. Or the combat was really fluid. If uh, one of those things really held out, I think I think I'd say it held up better. It doesn't not hold up because again, as I said, it is playable. You can sit down with your friends and you can play it and. Honestly, you're probably not going to hate yourself for playing it with people. Like you're gonna you're gonna have fun doing playing a dumb game. So in that essence of the whole, I can't say it doesn't hold up. It just doesn't. It doesn't have anything that sticks out for me that says like, oh, this is going oh. to be something I think about years in the future. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it holds up. It's just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll give it this: the environments are pretty cool, but Netherrealm. Yes. Realm always does really good environments so and like and uh, kind of going off of what you what you said about it being just there another huge knock again against this game in the holding up department is that mortal kombat 9 is on the same system and it is so much better so why would you play this game instead of nine it's on the same system and it's much more widely available because Mm -hmm. it's on steam yeah yeah so like why wouldn't you play that instead 
if this game had gotten the development that that game got, I think we may be talking a little bit differently about absolutely. this. Yeah, and I, exactly. Absolutely, exactly. And but in the end, yeah, it's mm-hmm. this game. I don't want to say feels pointless or whatever, but it just feels like it is just there. So you know, if you want to bash, you know, Batman versus you know, Liu Kang, cool. Do you? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an action figure. It's functional, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then, that, there's your tagline for this game: Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Functional, I <laughs> guess. It's yeah. There, there's nothing that's criminally bad about this game, but there's also like I said, that's the thing that a lot of times for when a game, how well I think it holds up is like, is there something that sticks out that will make me really want to replay it or mm-hmm. think about it or do anything? And that's kind of where this game struggles. Is there's yeah, just nothing there's that just really sticks out. Nothing sticks out exactly. But yeah, we have a. Second question we like to ask, and that is, would you like to see a remake or a reimagining in a modern setting? Hell the fuck yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Here's why. Because we've had Injustice. We've had the new Mortal Kombat trilogy. We know how both these games operate in fighting game systems now. Now, NetherRealm has enough money to buy the planet. For Mm -hmm. God's sake, look at the amount of DLC characters in Mortal Kombat 11 the amount of third-party characters so imagining this game now but with those systems intact Mm -hmm. yeah and somehow finding a good balance between that yes i think hell and we've seen that you can do a t-rated game with the dc characters in this style so like that's right because injustice was Mm t-rated yeah and and even both both of them are and even the mortal kombat characters arguably one of the coolest things in injustice 2 no pun intended is sub-zero because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh you know you don't have fatalities in injustice obviously you just have super moves but they managed to fit in a sub-zero fatality because they freeze the camera and then he walks up and you hear him you don't see it but you hear him rip the spine out and the camera's the head and it's like that's cool as shit and it is a t-rated fatality and it's really good it's really well done it's so, technically not a fatality against the other character, but well, we'll yeah, take well, it. Well, yeah, but still, it's still... It's, it's still very cool, and I think that's that's why I would agree with Thomas that I would like to see... It doesn't have to be a straightforward remake. I'm not looking necessarily that, but like, no, but. I would like to see... Because outside of the Joker, who really doesn't fit in a fighting game, in my opinion, but I would like to see a lot of the DC universe in fighting games again, whether that's in the Mortal Kombat universe type of thing again, or if that's, you know, just some other crossover, or just a straightforward DC fighting game, I I could get into it a little bit because I would like to see these characters in this sort of system again. I think the, the like, in a world where a remake or a reimagining happens, the only way that I would, uh, that I would, that it would at least be of a passing interest for me, is if they completely rebuilt it from the ground up. Like, I don't want to see this game ported to Oh, yeah, not, not, not like that, that sort of thing. If they completely rebuilt it from the ground up, maybe give it a better story, add more characters, something like that. Basically, I'm asking for an entirely different game. Ha! <laughs> but, you know, if they, if they, but even, even if they did do that, I'm not really, like... This isn't something that I that I'm like absolutely demanding from them yeah, no, to do not... because like we have we have good we have a good DC fighting game now we have good Mortal Kombat fighting games I don't necessarily need a combination of both. See, I wouldn't me, be against it. Not really for me for because it. I just don't like the Injustice story. 
I think that's kind of why I would clamor for a different DC fighting game is simply because I would like to have something that's not the Injustice story. I also uh, really like kind of the classic costumes in this game, even though they're on bad models. So there's just some things that I would like to see in the DC world. That's kind of why I want that. And also just because Mortal Kombat has kind of actually figured itself out in a and made a great game. So if you could put it into that system and have a unique story to tell with more of the classic DC type of characters, yeah, I think I get behind that. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am. I'm kind of in the same boat. Do I necessarily desire a remake? Like, would it be top five on list of remakes or whatever? No. But if it happened, I would be excited for it. Yeah. So that is Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. But what do you guys think? Uh, are you a big fan of this game? Are you one of those that's going to be screaming at the <laughs> whatever you're listening on and being like, how dare these guys not appreciate this masterpiece? Well, you can <laughs> tell us that uh, by sending us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. And if there's a fighting game you want us to play, a DC game you want us to play, a different Mortal Kombat game you'd like us to play, well, you can do that. If you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep, and subscribe to our Super Bleepheads tier, you can pick a game for us to play. And we will play it as long as it does not break the bank. Yeah, don't, please, I won't say don't, cause that, but please don't go asking for like $2,000 games. Yeah, not yet, unless you want to send us $2,000 to buy it. <laughs> yeah, that is a... Uh, we finished our first section of fighting games, and uh, we'll be back with a little bit of an interlude next time. So, catch you then. I liked it.